0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melissa C., and I am a recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. Today is Monday, July eighteenth, 2022, and today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 15 in Bill's story, first paragraph, my wife and I abandoned ourselves, ending with It is a design for living that works in rough going, and we'll be reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Sylvana G., the 12 traditions, Kelly I., readers of the text will be Craig F., Lisa L., and we've got Colleen M. as understudy in the waiting. Newcomer greeter is Sam S., and our second hour host is Matt J. F. The reference numbers for Sunday, July 17th, is 19,193. That's 19193. The OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. overeater who still suffers at a vision for you big book study our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous and i will now ask Silvana g to read the 12 steps good morning Silvana. Thank you so much, Sylvana G. Thanks for your service. I'll now ask Kelly I to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Kelly.
2: Kelly, go ahead and press star
3: 1. Oh, hey. Thought they did that already. <laughs> Good morning, this <Mr. laughs> is Kelly I in Indiana. Um, compulsive overeater reading the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Number two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Number three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Number four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Number five. Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Number six. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige us from our primary purpose. Number seven. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Number eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Number nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Number 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, since the OA aims ought never be drawn into public controversy. Number 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And number 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service in a past.
0: Thank you so much, Kelly, for your service. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. You'll hear my timer go off and a gentle reminder, um, to share, press star 1 to unmute, and once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, and a quiet recording, <laughs> everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today, we resume our study of the Big Book, and we're on page 15 of the First paragraph. My wife and I abandoned ourselves, ending with, It is a design for living that works in rough sewing." And we'll be reading that one paragraph only. And I will now ask Craig F. to begin reading. Good morning, Craig.
4: Good morning, Melissa. Thank you. Uh, My name is Craig F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. My wife and I abandoned ourselves with enthusiasm to the idea of helping other alcoholics to a solution of their problems. It was fortunate for my old business associates remained skeptical for a year and a half during which I found little work. I was, I was not too well at the time and was plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment. This sometimes nearly drove me back to drink, but I soon found when all other measures failed, work with another alcoholic would save the day. Many times I have gone to my old uh, hospital in despair. On talking to the to a man there, I would be amazingly lifted up and set on my feet. It is a design for living that works in rough going. Okay, it's a great paragraph. Um, the first thing I notice is that, uh, um, of course, Bill's sober now and. Uh, he's going through a period where um, where he's having physical and financial consequences for his drinking still, and you know what a blessing that he had to go through that. Um, <clears throat> you know, think about the idea that if that if he had uh, sobered up and all of a sudden one of his old buddies said, "Oh great, you're sober. Here's a high-paying job," uh, and, and he'd have gone right back into the workforce and been prosperous i wonder if he would have stuck you know i i wonder if uh uh he would have uh, been able to to stay sober uh, under those circumstances you know had 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 he not had this year and a half this period of time to learn to fully rely on god you know uh the, his frog year i guess we could call it uh a year and a half that uh that he had to rely on God and he had to rely on uh, his work with others to find relief uh, from what bothered him. You know, I, I, when I sponsor and I have a sponsee that works the steps, and a lot of times it's uh, the, we get you get people that kind of check off the boxes and they'll do the work, they'll get through the steps, they'll get through the first nine and get through the ten to ten, but when you start talking to them about okay, it's time to put your name out there and sponsor, they'll go, oh, I'm not able to do that. I don't really want to do that. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to do that. Well, I, I can tell you right now that not one of those per people has stuck around. You know that that if I that when they when they get to that stage, if they don't at least put their name out and get one or two people to help, if they're if they're still so self-centered that they're not willing to help others, um, their chances for long-term recovery are small. And, and and that's been my experience and it makes, but it also helps me because it throws me all the more into, into stepping out and helping other people because that's, that's all that keeps me going. You know, uh, I, I still have consequences from, from, uh, my years of, uh, overindulgence and, uh, uh, you know, it, it would be easy to get frustrated and down on myself, you know. But if I step out and I help another person, I'm lifted up, as Bill said. I'm, I'm lifted up and uh, I'm uh, able to to uh, see the the light at the end of the tunnel, able to see the sun coming up, and uh, it, it's a new day. And, and so the prescription here is, that you got to get sober, you got to get out out of the food, work the steps, but you have to continue to work others. You have to continue to grow by self-sacrifice and help with and, and helping others, uh, because we have a disease that is permanent, progressive, and the fatal, and that is the prescription to overcome that disease. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Craig. Thanks so much. Um, thanks for getting us started. So before I begin to take names, I'm going to remind you that our meeting has many participants. There's hundreds of us on the line. And um, in an effort to hear from a variety of voices, we ask you to share no more than every third day. So please, if you shared on Thursday or Friday of last week on any of our meetings, please hold back so that others may have their voices heard. And with that, who would like to share? Christina J. Christina.
5: S from New Jersey. Suze S from New Jersey.
0: Suze S. New Jersey.
6: Kelly S.
0: Yes. Kelly, Yep. Yeah. Kelly S.
6: Melissa S.
0: Melissa S. Who else? I'll tell you who I have so far. I have Christina J. Colleen M. Who was that? Elaine? Colleen M. Oh, Colleen. Hey, Colleen. Yeah, Colleen M. Anyone else?
7: Lisa B.T.
0: Lisa B.T. Awesome. Okay, so here's who I have. I have Christina J., Suze S., Kelly S., Melissa S., Colleen M. and Lisa B.T., and um, that's a good start. So, Christina, go right ahead.
8: Morning again, Melissa. Morning, everyone. Christina J. from the state of North Carolina, previously from Washington. Wow, what an incredible, perfect paragraph for me today. Last night, yesterday afternoon, a fellow emailed me and said, congratulations on two years. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. (laughs) I had a rough day yesterday. Did I get into the food? No. Did I want the food? No. It was a rough day, and I'd forgotten all about my two years. And my heart lifted. This is hard work. I mean, when I first came in and got recovered in July 17th of 2020, uh, the food was down, and things began to happen to me at night, and I You know, if I was to go back and listen to my shares, I would always have fear, twisted confusion. I would wake up like I had cotton candy in my brain. Sorry for the pun. um, And I couldn't figure it out. And I would crawl to my meditation chair in the mornings and pray and cry out to God, please, I'm so confused. I don't know what all this is about. And you know what this is? This is old shit that I used to bury down with food. It's old, old, old shit from when I was a kid. Just confusion, not knowing what it was. I had a lot of confusion in my life growing up. And this now gets to bubble up and be cleaned out. And I take it to God. And what a gift that shit is. Because it turns into compost. And I get to share my experience, strength, and hope with others. That crap humbled me over the years. Sure, I put up a big front. I'm strong. I can handle life. I would manipulate people for love. But I didn't know what I was doing. I was a dummy. I was just doing the best I could. God had my back. He knew my heart was eventually going to be working for him. There's nothing else for me to do in life. I mean, sure, I got things I do. But at a certain point in my life, service is my only option because I'm done with all the desire systems of the world pretty much. I'm not interested in a lot of things. When I get to help another, I get out of myself and I get out of that crap. And I don't, you know, a lot of that stuff's not bubbling up anymore. And see, this is the long-term beauty of this recovery. Two years it took, Bill. It's it's taken me about two years. The terrible twos, right? The terrible months before the two. (laughs) I'm assuming and I know that there's more stuff to come. There's more challenges. There's more life on life's terms. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's Sunday special edition, by God, listen, that is the result of working the steps. Those people's testimonies had me in tears. I was only pissed off because I didn't have my waterproof makeup on. (laughs) But anyway, I'm grateful today. And your shares and your support has gotten me to this point. And if you're out there, get on board and get going because you're going to find your life. You're going to find yourself and you're going to make it through as long as you keep working these steps and hang in there. And and make calls when you're confused and frustrated. And call call out to God and get that meditation and prayer going in the morning. there's nothing like it. Eventually, there's nothing like it. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Christina. J., thanks for your share. Next up is Suze S. from New Jersey and then Kelly S. Good morning, Suze.
5: Hi, this is Suze S. from New Jersey. Good morning. Thank you for your service, everybody, Um, and for this opportunity. I thank you and I thank HP. I uh, had a relationship with a wonderful man, um all the frustrations that I felt um let me to say i 'm six weeks at least abstinent um and uh a week or so ago, I started like going nuts and i 'm like, what happened i didn 't have the food that I used since I was sixteen to anesthetize myself um It is so good for me to hear this morning that Bill wasn't perfect. (laughs) How could I possibly imagine that Bill was a perfect person? You know, he just stopped drinking bingo magic. He just, you know, but he kept turning and returning to higher power and, and service. And I know that my sponsor in this program has said, make phone calls, make phone calls. It's one of the requirements that I have, make phone calls, make phone calls and, Yesterday, I made phone calls because my partner got up, said "It's over," and walked out, said goodbye, and walked out and I made phone calls. it was necessary i blame i do not blame him. I don't want comfort um, you know men are like no women are like you know whatever it is, I don't want it. I want h p in my life today um I don't want food to blot out my my spirituality, I want to be with HP more than anything else. And those phone calls and that service and the service people gave me yesterday and the service that they continue to give me, I started looking at this program back in November again, and I got so many phone calls. I want to be that person on the phone. I want to be that person greeting the newcomers. I want to be that person because I want HP in my life, and that's the way to do it. And I thank you.
0: Well, thank you, Susan S. Thanks for sharing with us. Um, next up is Kelly S., and Kelly will be followed by Melissa S. Good morning, Kelly.
6: Good morning, Melissa. This is Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Bulimic in Oklahoma. And my name is spelled with an E-Y, so if you're looking for me, um, all right, so I really wanted to share on this paragraph because um, I've had issues with depression off and on my whole life. And I know this was Bill's early talk, but from what I hear from historians, Bill has had issues with depression um, throughout his whole uh, uh, recovery and he you know, died sober. He didn't have to drink again. And I think that's important for myself. I can only speak because I always had this illusion that if I did everything right, you know, if I was abstinent, worked the steps, got a relationship with God, um, that I'd be happy. (laughs) Well, of course, I thought happy is meant everything was going to go my way. But, you know, the the truth is, even abstinent, even with a relationship with God, you know, uh, the big book tells us so many times in so many ways that selfishness and self-centered is the root of my trouble. And so, you know, I think about this when I find myself getting into self-pity and I talk to people and I said, you know, it tells us back in uh, further in the 83, eighty three, eighty six, whatever, about, you know, upon awakening, which I do every day, you know, God divorced my thinking um, or direct my thinking, divorce out of self-pity, you know, self-centered, selfish, resent, you know, all these things, because before we even wake up, they knew, Bill knew, God knew that, you know, we, this is how I wake up every day. I I have a tendency to do these things, right? But they're giving me a solution right here. And I want to tell you, I didn't have the enthusiasm that Bill has. You know, this is the truth. Ironically, a lot of this stuff, you know, we carry the message so we can stay sober, right? We're getting out of our selfishness for ourselves. So whenever I find myself into self-pity, um, It's because I'm in my head so much. I'm thinking about me, poor me, poor me. You know, why me? This isn't fair, whatever. Um, I pick up the phone and I call people. Why do I do that? Not because I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to call somebody. That's going to make me feel better. No, I do it because I'm like, okay, I've got to work the program. I really want this relationship with God. I really want to stay abstinent today. (laughs) I've got to save my butt. And people tell me, my sponsor tells me, this literature tells me. So I do it because that's what I'm told to do. After I do the call, then I'm like, oh, my God, this crap works. Oh, my gosh. Every time I connect with somebody, especially reach out to somebody still in the food or struggling or just coming back or a newcomer, I'm like, every single time, I'm like, I almost always want to call my sponsor text her, be like, oh, my God, this stuff works. It is. It is a design for living that works. I'm not going to say I always do it because I'm like, oh, I have enthusiasm. I want to work with others. No. I want to feel better because I'm an addict, and I want to stay absent, and I want to save my butt. I just want to tell you guys, so in case you're like, well, I don't feel all excited about it, you don't have to. Just do the work. Grateful to be here. Thanks, Melissa.
0: Thank you. Perfect timing. Yep, it works. It works. Thanks. Um, Next up is Kelly S. I'm sorry, Kelly just went. I apologize. Melissa S. And Melissa will be followed by Colleen M. Good morning, Melissa.
9: Okay. Hi, everybody. This is Melissa S. in Nashville. I'm recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I'm grateful to hear this reading today. I, The topic of helping others um, and getting sponsees and taking others through the steps has um, been on my mind. As was shared, it's it's a big part, big part. It's a, it's a huge part of the program that I feel like I often get um, nervous about doing like, Oh, how am I going to have the time for this? And I have fear around putting my name out there and being, you know, it's, it's just a scary proposition. It's a selfish proposition because I think my time is going to be, you know, compromised, but I feel like as I'm learning, um, a friend of mine once told me when she finally started taking the 12-step seriously and helping others, she said, "Melissa, the first, you know, 11 steps is like half the program. Step 12 is the other 50 percent." I'm like in this whole nother realm of existence here. We just have not lived this out, and um, I always come up to just step 12 and and, and get cold feet, but. Um, I feel like God is revealing to me that when I'm afraid like that, that I'm trying to do this work in my own power, and that I just cannot do it in my own power, but um, if God enables me, then I can do it um, and just show up. And he's really brought back to my mind the the one day at a time. Today I can trust today. I can put my name out there and trust that God is going to give me the space, give me the time to serve and love his kids who need me if that is my role to do. And he will make it possible. And um, just feeling that encouragement today, especially from the reading that it's just imperative that we do, and as I heard on the meeting a couple of days ago, it's in transmitting the steps that we that we receive them, not in just consuming them, and that was very convicting. And um, with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah, um, excellent. So next up is Colleen M, and Colleen will be followed by Lisa B T. Good morning, Colleen.
10: Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for your service. Um, I just want to claim my seat and also uh, comment on um, the, the sentence where uh, Bill talks about being plagued by ways of self-pity and resentment. And um, I just finished my fifth step, which was such a great relief. And, um, you know, I you know read those promises after the fifth step and, and was just looking forward to having all of that come, and it just gave me a lot of peace to know that, um, you know, just because we've worked the steps and we've recovered doesn't mean we're not going to have days where there is self-pity and resentment. And, you know, like others have said, I, I definitely suffer from depression and, um, you know, I'd love to be the victim. The In my quiet time this morning, I... My higher power showed me that you know, I was struggling with. I still struggle with step three and turning my will and life over to God, trusting my higher power with my will and life. Not my, not my, uh, not my will, just my life. Um, mainly because I want what I want, and um, I don't want to lose what I have. And um, it came. I was given this thought, I believe, by my higher power this morning that. Um, I cannot worship my idols in my life over my higher power. And those things have to be put down and God does have to come first. And I want joy, peace, and serenity 24 seven. And I know that's very unrealistic, but that's still what I want. (laughs) And, um, and today I'm just hoping that as I continue to work the steps that I will get more freedom and more acceptance over just living life on life's terms, um, and accepting that God's plan and those things that are happening around me are, you know, just the way they're supposed to be. So with that, I will pass and thank you all for helping me in my recovery. Have a great day.
0: Thank you so much, Colleen M. Um, yep. Next up is Lisa BT, and then um we'll open it up for more shares after Lisa. Good morning, Lisa.
7: Hi. Uh good good morning and um Thanks to everybody on the line. Um, we all give service and thanks for those to, uh, who have um, made this meeting possible. Um, I mean, it's, this is just, you know, I always, you know, that, that kind of line, is it odd or is it God? I know when something is just so beautifully and elegantly aligned, um, that it, it, it's God every time. And, um, I have just finished step nine and then moving into step 10 and, and, uh, doing the reading with my sponsor and I'm doing it kind of in the 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 way that um, uh, Vision for You um, you know my Vision for You sponsor we're doing it so we're doing it pretty quickly um, which I'm loving I had um, you know been one of those people I've been in the rooms for about 17 years or so done things very very slowly taken a long time to do a four-step that type of thing but the truth is I really really kept circling around steps one, one, two, three. Um and um, really not accepting the life on life's terms or, you know, accepting that really it was, um, it just felt unsafe to give up my self-reliance. I could always depend on my self-reliance. So I thought, right? and what I found was my disease progressed and I got to the point where I am now, where I thought, wow, this is really more pronounced than it's ever been. Um, all my ways of doing things are simply not working. Maybe I really should just sit back and listen to those who have gone before. And I love that line from the big book. It works. It really does. Right? So um, I I was really moved by the opening share today in which um, the point was made Yeah, you can do, you know, um, one through nine. But really, it's stepping into service that really is the transformative piece. And I think the other thing I heard this morning for the first time, I've never heard it before. Um, I might have heard the words, but never heard it, was that's 50% of the program. Um, You know, I thought it was maybe one twelfth of the program because there's 12 steps. And so this is really, really becoming very clear to me um, in a way that it never was before. I've heard a few people say that the focus on step nine at the special edition this week is really, really, you know, wonderful to listen to. And so it's my intention to listen to that. And I just, for a person who feels that, Oh, well, how could God be personally interested in, in every one of us? How could it be interested in me? I feel like I personally <laughs> am getting, there's such a strong message, you know, just Lisa, yeah, it's, it's all good. And maybe you help, you know, in ways that you think are helpful. You need to read what the big book is saying here. Um, if you really want to be able to sort of experience the, the promises that we're told about. Um, so I just really wanted to share that as a person right on the cusp of, um, you know, moving into step 10 and, um, really kind of with wonder and a sense that I've never been in this place before quite like this. Thanks very much. Um, And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much, Lisa B.T. So I'm going to remind everybody where we left off. Um, We're on page 15, the first paragraph. My wife and I abandoned ourselves, um, ending with, it is a design for living that works in rough going, we read one paragraph only, and again, I'm going to remind you, if you share it on Thursday or Friday of last week, please hold back so that others may share. We have a lot of participants on our meeting. Who would like to share?
11: Mr. R. Katie Queen.
0: Katie T. Nancy C. Nancy C.
12: Susan C.
0: Donna M. 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 Leslie W. Leslie W. Good morning, Leslie. Okay. um, Great. So I've got Nessa R., Katie T., Nancy C., Susan G., Donna M., and Leslie W. Great. Let's get started with that. Um, Go right ahead, Nessa. Good morning.
13: Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Mr. R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, Designed for living. I want to put the emphasis on the word living because prior to recovery, um, I was alive, but I wasn't living. I was merely existing. My world was so small. Um, It was focused on the food. Hiding in the basement um, at night so I can eat whatever I I wanted. Um, Hiding in my car during the day so I can eat whatever I wanted without anybody noticing. Um, Not that, you know, people wouldn't notice the over extra, uh, the extra over 70 pounds that I was carrying, but at least they didn't see me eating. Um, They only saw the consequences. Um, And I was definitely plagued by depression and resentment And now, three and a half years into my recovery, I still have um, resentment sometimes, but I'm not plagued by it. I'm not plagued by the self-pity. I'm not plagued by any of those things that used to plague me before. And the reason is because this is a design for living, which means it's something that I continue practicing every single day to the best of my ability for the rest of my life. It's not a program that i that I finish and I graduate and I move on uh, it is a design for living, which means I continue um, in this path you know like in 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 steps one to nine, I learned uh, a new set of skills, a new way of thinking, and in steps ten eleven and twelve I practice that new way of thinking so that it becomes my second nature, a working part of my mind um, you know if i finish uh, if I get to step nine and I put the book away and say, "Okay, I'm done um, you know chances are I'm gonna go back into the food um, you know it's it, it just makes perfect sense because you know if i if I do a spring cleaning on my house to remove the clutter and the dirt and then I don't keep it up, I don't keep tidying up from time to time and dusting and mopping and sweeping. You know, the the house is going to go back to what it used to be before, the clutter and the dirt and, and, and all that. And it's the same thing with my spiritual house. You know, I I declutter and I tidy up and I and I do a deep cleaning in steps one to nine. But then steps ten, eleven, 11, and 12 is that continuous maintenance, that continuous um, dusting and, and, and mopping that allows me to keep my house clean and my channel to my solution, which is God, um, open. Uh, so that, when I do have a resentment, when my nose is at a joint, i don 't have to be plagued by it. I can deal with it and move on without having to compulsively overeat so it 's a design for living, um, and it really works and with that, I pass thank you
0: Oh, thank you, Nessa. Great. Next up is Katie T, and Katie will be followed by Nancy C. Good morning, Katie.
14: Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for being there to help us through the uh, meeting. Um, This is Katie T in Greenville, South Carolina, compulsive old reader. I always take a lot of pride in the fact that I noticed that on one page, Bill's having his out of world experience and everything is, you know, angels and fairy dust. And on the facing page in the book, he was plagued by uh, self pity and resentment. And it was, I think I took that he was plagued by self-pity and resentment as permission somehow that, well, yeah, of course we're going to have self-pity and resentment and that that therefore it's okay for me to have it. I'm not quite sure of the details in my inner life, but I know that I have been plagued by self-pity and resentment for quite a while now. And uh, shopping my story around so that I could find somebody who would... um, you know, rubber stamp my self pity and um tell me, yeah, do whatever do what you want, not what is uh surrender to God. And um it was it was quite a journey. So if you've been one of those people I I spoke with, uh I I apologize to you for having uh drug you in like that. And um this morning when I woke up it was like I'm going, God, I, I you know, I, I I don't know you. I don't know you. I have an idea of you. I believe in that idea, but I don't know you and, and I actually I you know I did get down to my knees because different people have said, Go down on your knees. So I got down on my knees and I got up and I made my bed and I said, God, um uh, you know, make this bed with me so that I will have an orderly uh surroundings and um have more order in my life, you know, and um God help me to clean myself so that I will be um Acceptable to other people and not um they will be able to receive receive me and what I have to offer um you know God helped me put on clean underwear for the same reason, you know, just like as I'm walking through, and it was it's like i I kind of kind of see where God's at, he's here all the time, and all I have to do is just talk to this god i I, I don't know it's very weird that I'm out of the self pity I don't believe it's necessary for me to be in self-pity and resentment, although it will raise its ugly head, I'm sure, but um, I just want to say I went to um, another 12-step meeting last night in another program and heard what I needed to hear. I heard what I needed to hear from some of the people I called, even when I didn't want to hear it, and um, I just hope that God blesses us all today with clarity of vision and um Clarity of our love for others and clarity of uh, how we can best be of service. And that's all I have to say. I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. Thanks so much, Katie. T. Next up is Nancy C. And Nancy will be followed by Susan G. Good morning, Nancy. Nancy, go ahead and press star 1.
11: Now can you hear me?
0: Can hear you now. Go right ahead. Okay.
11: Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for your service and Team Monday's service and everyone who's sharing and spending time on the line this morning. Um really great paragraph to hear and the shares have been really what I need to hear today. Um you know, you read things in the book that you hear for the first time, even though you've read it a lot of times and I know for me, once I went through the steps and started to work with other people and not feeling well all the time, it just shows me in here that Bill went through a period of self-pity and depression as well, that he wasn't instantaneously cured. You know, A lot of times talking to people and I think to myself that I should be cured by now, this is all God and this is not me and I need to remember my third step But even more importantly, is that this is the design for living that really works. That when I get into that bitter morass of self-pity and I'm wallowing like a little pig in the poop, um, that God can bring me out of that if I just open my heart to him and say there's a design for living that's different and I don't have to live like this. And I need to be in this book and give it away to other people so that I continue to learn and learn new things like I just learned today by sharing this with other people. Um, When I get into myself, that's when I take my will back. And when I can open up to God and see the beauty of this program and all the gifts that he's given me through this recovery, I really do have to thank Bill for just trudging away and showing us that it's not easy going all the time but that there is always a way out and that's by getting out of self and giving service to other people which ultimately is giving service to god this is a design for living that really works for me today and it works for all the people who charge this with me on a daily basis and for that i'm really grateful thanks for letting me share
0: so much, Nancy. Thank you for sharing with us. Okay, next up is Susan G., and Susan will be followed by Donna M. Good morning, Susan.
12: Hi, good morning. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. Go right ahead.
12: Thank you. Hi, this is Susan C., by the way. Oh, I apologize. Um, Susan that's okay. C. Susan C. from Pennsylvania, and this just struck me a lot because um I lived a lot, like, in fear, anger, self-pity, and resentment. I didn't even know. And those emotions so um, throw me off balance. And I think that they're justified. You know, they're justified. I didn't think anything of it. It was like, this is just how I felt. This is how I thought. And um, so I really have to pray when that comes up or call other people or go do, you know, do service definitely gets you out of your own self. And, um, the other thing is, you know, like in, in the beginning with the food, I, and the emotions too, is the, uh, chemical that it creates within my body it's kind of like stimulating so (laughs) i recently was in the hospital and i really had to use my program a lot and breathe and pray and um you know uh, keep connected with my higher power um so that i could be (laughs) number one sane (laughs) sane and relax as much as possible and um you know not go to the food for to to uh settle me, you know, and um so, you know, it really works and um, you know, what do they say? Faith without works is dead. Cause it has to be, you know, like that you pray, have faith. And then ask higher power, well, what's my next step? Who should I call? How can I make, do service? What What is it that I need to do, you know, to um, have right relations with myself, my higher power, and with other people? So thanks.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing with us, Susan C. And next up is Donna M., and Donna will be followed by Leslie W. Good morning, Donna.
15: Good morning. May I be heard?
0: You sure can.
15: Hi, I'm Donna M. from near Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I'm grateful to be on the line to, to share today. I have two years and five months of recovery. Um, and during that time, I'm grateful to have followed the design for living that really worked. By practicing steps 10, 11, and 12, so whenever I, I, I became whenever disturbed, I would do a step 10, and the promises of the program would come through for me. I would feel a sense of ease and relief and comfort by turning to my higher power. Um, but a few weeks ago, um, I had a very extreme fear response. And I did do a step ten as soon as possible, um, but the 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 fear only intensified, and um, it took me several hours, um, you know, waking my husband up in the night uh, with my fear until he said, um, "Why don't you call an O.E. person?" That um, I eventually realized that I can pray, um, so I was blocked, and I I. I I I asked God, what was going on? Why was I so blocked in that moment? And I came to see that I had been using a distracting activity and that had cut me off um, from my higher power. And um, I, I wasn't able to access my higher power to have the awareness even to pray and meditate in the moment even though i'd done the step 10 and i'm so grateful for that experience as it talks about bill being plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment but today i understand that i can't be using other things um like i did the food because those things will block me as well. So I have to give those other things. um, And it was one particular thing, but giving it to God um, so that the channel of God's grace can flow through me. And I'm so, so grateful for that humbling experience today. Thank you. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Donna M. Thanks for sharing with us. Next up is Leslie W., Good
16: morning, Leslie. Hey, thanks, Melissa. This is Leslie W, um, a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee, and um, I just wanted to share on this line that waves of pity, self-pity, and resentment plagued him because I too have experienced that in in recovery and in abstinence. Um, you know, just sometimes. Um, Sometimes life is, is, is difficult. And we're all faced with difficult circumstances, a difficult relationships. Um, and uh, for now, I can say that, you know, I, I, I too have been, um, as of late struggling with some feelings of, of self pity, um, because of some physical circumstances that I'm going through. And Um, I make the mistake of looking in the wrong place, um, and with the wrong people to try and get relief. Um, the only, the only person, the only, the only thing that can give me relief is god through my relationship with 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 god um if i go looking for pity uh or validation from people or things substances um you know temporarily they they might do the job but it isn't it isn't a long-term solution for me um And a lot of times those feelings of self-pity are not even really self-pity at all. They're just, um, they just masquerade as that. You know, what I'm really looking for um, is um, some sort of validation that it's okay for me to to feel the way that I do. Um, But, you know, only God can really understand, um, truly. Uh, He knows he knows what it is that I'm dealing with. Um, So just finding that place of contentment and acceptance um, keeps me out of self-pity and focusing on the needs of others uh, keeps me out of that that dangerous pit. So for today, um, that's what I'm going to do, you know, just trudging here with all of you today. So uh, thanks for letting me share and I will pass. Thanks, Morrison.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much, Leslie. Thanks for sharing with us. Um so we read my wife and I abandoned ourselves, ending with a design for living that works and rough going. Uh we've got time for maybe two two minute shares. So who else would like to share?
3: Elizabeth
17: D.
0: Elizabeth D. And is it Stephanie R?
15: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Great. So I got you guys down. I'll give you two minutes each. If that's good. All right, Elizabeth, go right ahead.
17: Melissa, can I be heard?
0: You sure can.
17: Thanks, it. Melissa, and, and thanks for your service. Um, I'm, Elis- I'm Elizabeth D, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in the Boston area. It was fortunate for my old business associates remained skeptical for a year and a half, during which I found little work. I can very much relate to that. Um, you know, even though down through the years, you know, I've gotten, I've been able to get abstinent and get recovered. Um, the, the turmoil, and the damage that I had done while I was compulsive overeating, um, caused my business uh, to, um, to be damaged and. I had lost a lot of credibility with the people that I reported to and people that I worked with while I was compulsive overeating. So when I got recovered, um, it still took quite a bit of time for people to uh, real, you know, to realize that I could be dependable and I and I could be honest and straightforward. So I really relate to to that. The other thing that I relate to greatly was this idea of abandoning. We abandon ourselves. Well, to me today, that means I have to. You know, when it comes to step 12, and gosh, the shares today were so, you know, that 50% of the the program is is the first 11 steps and 50% is the 12 steps. It's really true for me. I have to abandon myself, which means for me, I have to inconvenience myself. But the what I get in return for inconveniencing myself, I turn around and I realize, my gosh, that is not an inconvenience. That is bringing me to a new level of understanding that I never thought possible. And it is a design for living, working with others. is a design for living that keeps me going um, so that I don't have to return to the selfishness, self-pity, and the sloth and all the the character defects that limited me from having the happy, joyous, and free life that, that God meant for me. And I'm very grateful, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you. Thanks, uh, thanks, Elizabeth Day. Next up is Stephanie R. Morning, Hi, Stephanie. Hi,
18: Stephanie R. Thank you. Stephanie R. Uh-huh. from Missouri. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I just really wanted to share quickly that I'm so very grateful that um, being of service has truly relieved me of the bondage of self because I was so, so, so into just protecting myself from the world. I had to protect myself from the world with food and isolation. And um, when I finished the 12 steps and was um, told by my sponsor that it was truly my time to be of service to others, I asked her if I could just have everything that she taught me. and, And I didn't want to be a sponsor that didn't have a program to follow because I didn't want to be responsible for someone else not getting the recovery that I experienced, and that was selfish too, because everyone is going through this program and experiencing recovery the way God will have them do so. And so I did get out there. I found my own way of sponsoring and being of service to others, and it, it was a little anxiety-provoking for me initially, but I'm very grateful that I have wonderful sponsees that, I can allow them to be in touch with their higher power, and we can grow together in recovery. And I'm so very grateful to be here today, and with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Oh, Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for sharing, Stephanie R. Um, yeah, thank you for everyone who shared. Um, please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for Monday July eighteenth, twenty twenty two is one nine one nine four. That's nineteen thousand one hundred ninety-four. And we'll now close the reading from the big book on page one hundred sixty four, followed by the Serenity Prayer, where Lisa L a Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Lisa.
2: Good morning. My name is Lisa L. from Virginia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own health is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.